everybody. Before we dig into today's podcast, I hope everyone is doing well. Artists, photographers, neon makers, vendors, shop owners. If you just love neon and if one day you hope to own your own sign, whoever you are, I hope you're all okay during these trying times. Number two is our merch. If you ever wanted to wear something with the intent to feature neon front and center, it's online. Hit merch on the main nav on the site and so on. And last, text us, 917-565-9616. Love to hear from the community, general thoughts, musings, and or whoever we should have on the show. Whatever it is, hit us up, and here is your podcast. Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, neon, helium, xenon, krypton. Transform and roll out. Max Mano Neon. I'm with Michelle Jordan, illustrator. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So Michelle's work is really exciting to everyone's listening. Um, a tiny smile went across my face. I was excited to see it for multiple reasons. Uh, really taking a lot of cues from not only classic signs, literally, but making them into, you know, digital representations. Um, what's really fascinating is just the positivity around your work. Um, I was excited. I can be seen online on Instagram. Uh, just the cultural influences and the ideas that were really kind of harvested and that remain present in a lot of these unique signs. And then taking that and kind of putting it on like inspired typography spin on it, where there's plenty of reasons to go out there and shoot these signs. But um, in short, they're real stories that you've kind of woven into uh these these really classic signs out there maybe for everyone just kind of listening and just understanding what's your background you know where do you come from reflect on what what's happening at least at the point where you were kind of working in 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 digital uh kind of illustration and then where you're at right now what's that transition for you like okay well i am a graphic designer by trade i used to um, teach graphic design for a little while as well and um, I left my full-time job, I think it was about a year ago, to do this full-time, to do freelancing full-time and to obviously do illustration. It obviously doesn't pay the bills, so I'd have to do a lot of freelance work in between where I, where I can. Um, but yeah, it's mostly graphic design. Those, those signs that I started were for a 100-day project, of course, I'm on 111 now, so it didn't quite stop there, but that, the 100-day project is, is sort of worldwide and um, people could do anything. Artists can paint, you can sew, you can, you know, crochet a, a blanket or whatever. And I just sort of became sign obsessed in my, in my lockdown and that's sort of where it came from. I wanted it all to be sort of very vector. I wanted to see that I could make these things look really 3D, but do them in, in a sort of flat vector format. And it seemed to seem to work. It was difficult at first. The first one took me ages. So um, it just they kind of just went on from from there, really. So it's it's graphic design is where I started, and oh sorry, yes, Auckland, New Zealand is where I'm from. So um, and we don't have any signs like this here. I've looked, I've searched. We we don't have anything like that there. So I did have to go online and do a bit I'm of pinching. fascinated. Like you're you're kind of getting to a point where it's like, okay, I've kind of figured this out. I know what I like, but then you step out of that zone and you're like, let me go see these things. What I like about the work is that you show both versions. You know, it's instilled in the sign these things that are really, you know, not only the good frame, like a framework. But I think the intention behind what you're doing is that it's so good and, and 
and pure. What I mean by that is things like one of the signs you had is happiness is a choice. It's like basically day 68 and now you're way beyond that, which is really great. But you know, you show the vacation motor hotel and you, you've got the original photographer, you're showcasing what you're doing on top. There's a real history to not only how you're working, but how you're document, documenting what's happening. It's obviously on purpose. How, how, how do you, uh, I guess, brace yourself for each sign that you do start? Is it like the same process over and over where you kind of got things saved or there's templates? Well, at first, I think one of the first ones that I did, I contacted the, the um, photographer on Flickr and asked if, if I could draw it, like I don't actually really know the, the rules of copyright, but I figured if I had the, the permission to draw it, then I would be able to. And then I found out afterwards that it, if you draw something, it's yours. Um, so it's sort of your piece of art. But they, a lot of people took a really long time to get back to me. But what I did is I searched and see if they, if they had an Instagram. And that process probably took longer than the actual designs themselves getting you know sort of getting hold of people but what was really good about it was I started seeing a lot of familiar faces as I moved on as I got to like number 20 and number 30 and 40 and heading on through there I, I started seeing the people like Mod Betty and I saw repeats of hers and the three-eared rabbit he takes a lot of signage photos retro roadside retro roadmap and I just started to all I did was go onto the Instagram and go, whoa, okay, these people don't mind if I draw their stuff. They've got amazing stuff. And honestly, if I look at my work, I don't think you could make much out of it without the original photo. So I, I had to include it because it just feels like, what is it without that, that picture? Yeah. And, you know, knowing that you can't post somebody else's um, photography or artwork on, online without their permission. I sort of had to, I kind of got wind of who would be okay with it and who wouldn't. There, there's one guy that I've, I've never heard from, and I've got about, I think about 30 of them are his. Um, um, he's amazing. His photography is absolutely stunning. I think he, he works on Photoshop quite a bit afterwards. And um, I got a lot of his, but I started realizing that it was very hard to do those kind of signs justice because he's got these amazing cloud formations in the background that weren't working in, in Victor at all. I mean, I've got a very solid background to my work. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was a matter of getting hold of the people if I could, um, finding out that I could actually draw something without the permission and then eventually getting permission and this whole community sort of just sprung up around that. And they were like, whoa, these are cool. Um, have you seen this guy's stuff? And then people started getting hold of me and saying, oh, I just, Got, I just drove down Route 66 and I saw this, thought you might like it. And then the next day it was up and he was thrilled with it because he, he kind of wanted it to be drawn, I think, which was really cool. Yeah. So it was actually easy. The inspiration was really easy eventually once I got the hang of it and kind of really got into the community of the sign people, you know. And you're taking advantage too. Like, I mean, you know, anybody else would really look at these signs and go initially, oh, that's just another sign. But... What's really cool is there's kind of a uniqueness about each one, but they kind of all go together because you're using this kind of similar uh, color palette, if you will. It reminds me kind of like you said, like the 50s and 60s heyday of some of these signs, like the spectacular nature of them. There's sort of multiple multiple tiers. There's multiple fonts. Uh, there's kind of a, a signa signal to certain nods, whether it's the arrow or the cloud. Um, you know, we've got things like, you know, you, 
representations of things and they say, you know, quotes like just imagine uh, never come from comfort zones, uh, you know, be so good they cannot ignore you. These are really great things, you know. I think that, you know, when you rep kind of dispose of all the kind of the well-placed uh, imagery around each one, there's a good statement about each one. Initially, I think it's very important, you know, I think there was, you know, I wish there was, um, you know, more abundance of this type of material because it's, it's nothing short of positive energy, you know, and we, I try to promote that a lot on the show is really to be grateful for where you're, you're there at that moment. Um, but it, ultimately the information is right at your fingertips. You can kind of set the tone for yourself by thinking directly about some of these quotes and not wasting time complaining or putting your head down. I think the greatest disappointment that anyone can really do is dwell on things that are not necessarily in their control is to really fully understand what's good about you, you do and then just lean into that and a focus on that a lot, a lot more um, because we're all lucky enough to possess certain advantages that other people have. But we can all have positive thoughts, right, which can ultimately lead to positive outcomes. And I think it sounds very hallmarky, but I think it's really important. And I think all of your work shares this kind of uh, shift. You know, it's a momentum that I think is really great and it really makes uh, – you know, I think it puts a, a great spin on things. I mean, more of that, especially as it relates to pop culture or, you know, and I, so I like it's kind of hidden in some of these signs that, that you put out there is because it's kind of you have to read it all. And then when you take it in, because when you look outside of it, you just see it as a sign. You kind of verbally look closer and you're like, wait, that just say what I thought it said, you know, because you're so used to seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of takes you out like the like the in and out. Right. Um, you put in and out of in and out effort right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's just enough tongue in cheek that you're not like kind of taken back. You're like, okay, I, I get that. Right. Um, or like always be kind. I mean, it's just an exceptional sign. Uh, but then, you know, you've got to be a photographer, Bob Travalone, I think his name is. And so all these things, I mean, do they contact you afterwards and they say, wow, this is really, you know, do they ever get back to you about those, those borrowing of their photos? Do you hear back from them? I've, I've not had anything negative, no, but I, I often hear back from them, especially if I've tagged them on, on Instagram. I'll, um, I'll hear back from this one. Like um, Steve, I don't know if you say Spiegel or Spiegel. Steve Spiegel, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, he took, they invited me to a Facebook group called Signs United, and um, the, the cover photo for that was just one of the most beautiful signs I'd ever seen, and I just I knew I had to draw it. And um, I had I had not asked him for permission, but he had all he'd followed me on Instagram, and he kept he'd always comment on everything that I posted that was new. So to him, it was like a wonderful surprise. I commented on the photo on on Facebook, and I said, did, "Does anyone know who took this photo?" And someone said, "Yeah, that was Steve Spiegel that did that." And then he wrote underneath there, "Ah, oh, draw it if you must, please, please, just you know that'll be amazing." Yeah, Steve was on the so show. Oh, <laughs> uh, is is he on the show? Yeah, he was um, on the show. Yeah, Steve's he's, great. If you're listening, Steve, we we, we love you. <laughs> he's the he's the sweetest guy. Everyone that I've met, actually, they've all just been so so lovely. Yeah. Um, you know, they. Mud Betty has shared my my stuff on her platform. She's got a blog and she's got a, a little website and her Instagram and her Facebook. She shared on there because um I think. I didn't know who she was and I, her name was Beth Lennon and I didn't know who she was on Instagram or online because I was very, very new to the sign community and someone, I think it was Stephanie Poteet, she tagged 
her on there and said, oh, we love my Betty. She's retro roadmap on here. And then she saw what she followed and saw that I'd done two of her signs already. So um, she then shared the article, um, which actually got quite a few more followers for me. And I see that some famous people buy her roadmaps and go and do her little roadmap trips that she does, which is, so for me, the whole thing has been an absolute adventure because I've met, well, I say met very loosely. I'm in New Zealand, um, but I've virtually met so many people that are really, really passionate about these signs and all it's done has made me more passionate about it. And it's convincing. I mean, also too, as I, I mentioned that too, and, and not to Maud Betty as well, Every, yeah, I was just realizing this, you know, as we navigate the world that we're kind of thrown into, there's a lot of negativity that's swirling around right now. And I think what we talked about earlier is we all want to be happy. I think on some level, right? and the greatest wealth that we have is not only just Absolutely. what we do with that time that we're here on this earth, but um, it really got me, you know, even like the things that you have, like, it's funny, you have a Denny sign and everything really comes together when you just put dreams in front of it and you start to really understand. But, um, you know, not to dwell, but I think inner turmoil, especially when you get to a point where you're leaving a mark on the world and you're commenting and leaving negative comments, I really want to uh, push against that because every time you do that, it's kind of taking someone back a notch and I just think it's the wrong move. I think if we put more time and energy into things that we really love and celebrate, things will come together. And I think that's what's happening for you. I think you've gotten close enough to know these individuals and there's enough understanding they realize what you're doing with the material is, 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 is you know, giving back something that's, that's helpful and, and, and mentally you know, practical that it makes yeah. that even louder. And as a result, uh, I think you know, it's a great, it's just a great concept. How, where do you, uh, I guess, what happens next? You know, what kind of, I guess, what is your creative process? Do you have a studio? Do you work from home? How are you able to manage this? Because every time I look, I think there's a new sign on Instagram. It's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> look, they've definitely slowed down because the, the, the 100-day project, the idea of it really is to get yourself motivated into doing something every day for just 100 days, um, which is just over three months. So it's not quick you know it's but it does motivate you to get creative in some way and to repeat something and something that i'm really terrible at is um sticking to one thing sticking to one style um sticking to one sort of thing i kind of I do it for three days and i get bored and i try something new and so i think the hundred days for me was a really good way to um to stick to doing something every day for a hundred days. And it, I didn't know that it would sort of become an obsession and I would carry on. I have no idea when I'm going to stop, but I just, I keep getting fed these signs that I just feel I have to draw. So um, getting back to the process, really, it's what I do first is I kind of go sign shopping. And in the last few days of, of the hundred days, actually the last 20 days, I didn't have to go and look online at all. I'd had people send me stuff. I had Instagram open on my browser and I had Flickr open on the browser on the people that I knew had been doing it for a while. And um, so I go on there and I look at the, the photo and firstly, I, mean, I know it needs to work in a square, but ideally I would like it to work in a sort of portrait um, letter sized or, or A4 sized page so that I could make prints out of it, you know? so. It needs to I kind of need to feel that it will work in a square. I need to, and a lot of them didn't actually. There was one terrible one. I've not done anything with that one that um, I forget which day it was, but it was a very long, skinny one. 
and the, the sign was take action didn't work at all. It was an absolute fail. But I think it might work in a nice sort of skinny portrait print, could be. Um, so once I've got the sign sort of downloaded and stuff, I start, I don't sketch it out because it's all digital. So I sort of start drawing it. I've, in the later ones, I started recording, drawing them on screen and then just sort of posting them as a time that, lapse. I saw the recording, that's incredible. If people are listening, I've admired your work for a while, but to actually see the process behind what you're doing, I mean, I think I watched it, I just, my mouth dropped open because how quick, and obviously it's time lapse, right? So clearly you're not working in like five minutes because that would just be insane. But <laughs> I think in the comment section you wrote that your daughter put you up to it, which was, or something about the musical choice, which I found just completely funny and at the same time so, so interesting. Like you're, you've got your work out there, you've now got video and music, it's just fun. And it was a great way to engage with what you're doing. And I haven't cut you off, but I mean, so, so unique, you know, it's, I love seeing that when artists just get in front of the camera and just go crazy. You know? And if you, if you're familiar with working in illustrator, you said you're an artist as well. If you're familiar with working in illustrator, you know that it, it takes long. It would be really boring to watch it in real time, right. but it's actually quite satisfying to watch it happen at such a speed because you remember all the moves you made to get to that point. You know, like in that video, you can actually see me repeating a few things because I realize I can't repeat that whole line of things in that plastic look because I've got this extra line at the back. You can see me sort of go back, but I don't know that anybody else would notice that. <laughs> and um, so I, you kind of watch it as, as the artist. You watch it and you, you have a little bit of a cringe, but honestly, it goes so fast. I don't think anyone would be able to realize that that was a mistake. I like that though. I like looking back at artists that have we not always wondered at great pieces of artwork and wanted to know how they were made. I don't understand why anybody wouldn't have done this. I would kill to see, uh, you know, a Rembrandt or a Van Gogh and just watch a time lapse of the painting. Who wouldn't pay for that? Oh, I would so pay for that. Oh, and Salvador Dali, like he's one of my favorite artists. Right. And, imagine and, we'll, and we'll never have that. So, I mean, I always say to artists, I mean, document what you do. You'll never know, even if it's just for yourself, who wouldn't want to see themselves 30 years later seeing what they did? I mean, I would kill to have a video of me, you know, seven or eight years old doing a drawing. I mean, how fun would that be? It would be so interesting, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I try and do it a lot more now. And then I you end up having to cut something Instagram. You can only have one minute and I don't know anything about IGTV yet. Haven't got that far. So um, I'd rather keep it to one minute. You know, and you also don't really want to bore people, especially people that have never seen illustrator working. They have no idea what's going on. So they scroll past it before they finish. So I think keeping it down to one minute is, is a really good way of, of making yourself do it a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think one minute's good. That's about the attention span nowadays. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, you also mentioned the Neon Museum and we kind of shared our, our similar interests for, uh, for some of the shows that were there. Um, you had actually discovered that online recently too. You, were you took a tour. Uh, we, we came to the conclusion that you were you know, Tim Burton actually and following through the, some of the, those, uh, the Neon Boneyard and walking into that. Now it's virtual now. You can literally just, if you're not you know, living in Vegas, you could just pay a small amount of money and go through the whole process of touring the, the museum. What kind of impression did that have on you when you were kind of going through? Well, it was actually the beginning of an obsession. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea what it was going to do to me doing that virtual tour. I'd attended because I just, I love Tim Burton. I love his illustrations, love the movies. 
Um, and I had attended because I wanted to see more of his art or more of his real live art and obviously 3D art of Tim Burton. You know, we don't, we don't have that here. We've got a, if we see it online and we see it on, you know, websites and things. And a friend of mine bought a Tim Burton book. Other than that, we can't really see it live like that. And she saw this and she said, oh, let's do this tour. And we did. We were on lockdown anyway. So we were obviously trying to do things with our time while we were stuck at home. And um, this guy started talking and I just, I think I stopped listening within 30 seconds because of the, where he was standing. I couldn't actually get enough of the signs behind him. There was this whole sort of sandy passageway with just signs everywhere, light bulbs and this neon. And I was just immediately obsessed. I couldn't get enough. And he would show the Tim Burton. I was like, wait, zoom out, zoom out, please. I want to see this. So it became a, an instant obsession. Absolutely. work too, where you would kind of go and view through a telefinder and look at some of the images and it would, it would display something in 3D in front of you. And uh, actually, you know, funny enough, I contacted the, uh, some of the digital uh, techniques used in that show and the company that actually helped develop them, very interesting company, um, uses 3D technology to help bring some of his illustrations to life. And actually you look in this little viewfinder and you see the images. Now I wasn't there personally to see the show, but it's interesting to see how he's embraced technology. I mean, uh, I know there's fans and there's, there's, you know, people that are not such big advocates of his work, but I think he takes certain liberties and he's definitely willing to, um, you know, stretch beyond what he's typically done, whether it's film or illustration, but, uh, you know, it's neat to see his work in that context. Um, when you look at all the signs around it and, and especially now what you're able to do, especially with technology and you being completely on the other side of the, of the world, being able to, uh, take advantage of this, this time, you know? Oh, absolutely. Look, it was beautifully done. It was just such, just the most amazing tour and, and also I I watched the making of it I think oh, I can't I can't remember now what it was that I was watching but I watched how the guy that actually helped put the installation in how he went about it and how he chose how he was going to do this and well he says I can't do this if Tim needs to be happy with this and um before I can go ahead and things and that was actually interesting too Oh, I wish I'd remembered the name of it now and I'd give it to you, but it was, it's just kind of the making of, of it. And I also, there was something I also stumbled on accidentally after following that museums on, on that museum on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it, I, I absolutely loved the tour. I was so happy that I would be able to attend because that is not something, I mean, if we can't travel for the next two years here in New Zealand alone, I don't know when I'd be able to get to see any of these things I've been obsessing about over the past few months. Right. And I think people too, they, they get, uh, they don't realize, you know, especially this time, I think these, these types of shows, what a great response from the museum to be able to go and view and take advantage of these, these, you know, lesser than able to travel times, you know, where we're stuck indoors. Uh, I think people really ha have kind of taken, uh, taken time to do other things. You know, we, I don't think you'd ever see something like that if, if there was still a museum going, you know, full time and, uh, you know, if they didn't need to do it, I'm not sure they would respond to them in that nature. So kudos to them. I certainly wouldn't be able to see anything like that. So I'm thrilled that they did that. I'm, I'm so grateful that they, they did that little tour that I could go and see. I think more museums, need to, do, more museums need to do that too. I think if there, anyone else is listening, you know, especially any favorite museum, if you've got 
the ability to, 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 to allow people to come in and take a look, at least, you know, view it is uh, at least better than nothing, you know, than having your doors closed for the next, you know, who knows how many months. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and just to sort of educate yourself on some, on a few things that you didn't, and I guarantee you when you go on those virtual tours, there's going to be something there that you enjoy. There's going to be something there that you, you love or like me becomes your new obsession. Right. Yep. I think so too. Uh, I, at this point, you know, how do you, um, how are you able to promote your work? I think there's also some, some ideas about print, uh, prints happening, right? Are you still going down that path? I, I am at the moment. I'm not particularly good at promoting my work, to be honest. I'm not a, um, one of these people that is able to post on social media every day and, you know, find something. I, I just don't think I'm gifted in that area, but I am learning and I have a 15 year old daughter that helps, mm -hmm. um, of course. So I am going to be doing prints. I've got to be putting, putting them on Etsy. I have a website. I've not put the prints on there yet because I haven't quite decided if I want to distress them or not. So being a part of the sign community, I see a lot of people that make miniature 3d versions of the signs well i say a lot of people they're, they're two that i know of and one girl makes sure. the entire building and then adds the sign and another guy his, his route nine signs on on instagram makes these um really gorgeous miniature versions and they're almost identical and sometimes he takes a picture it's so funny i think i think chris gets brought up every other show now if you're listening chris uh i, I don't know i think we maybe we need to pay you some royalties or something <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so every person that I've mentioned, you've known anyway. So you guys that have been in the in the industry no, for so long. It's funny, miniature you. signs. Apparently, they, they, everyone mentions something to to some degree. Every other show, I think it is. But um, yeah, there's something really interesting about the. Um, yeah, go on. I'm sorry. The, the small signs. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. Well, the, the one girl that does it has she posted on Instagram that she's learned how to make something look rusty, and once she'd applied the rust to her 3D artwork, I was like oh, I really want to do that because a lot of the signs that I've done were really old and quite distressed naturally anyway. But because of the nature of the art that I was doing, they just looked very clean and crisp. And I thought I might try. I was going to go to day 50 and go, all right, I'm going to repeat the process day one to day 50 for the, you know, 51 to 100, but I'm going to distress them. And then I didn't want to, I just decided I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go full 100 days there's Michelle again, getting bored after 50 days. Nope, just go on to 100. But now that I've, I'm on over 100 and, and people are asking for prints of some of these signs, I thought I might just distress them a little bit in Photoshop and make them look a little bit more authentic. Um, I'm still kind of seeing how that's going. I've done them all. I haven't put them online yet, but I also want to have them as they were, sort of in their squares, under stress, sort of with the color palette that I chose from the beginning. I really like, the, mention of I like the color palette you have. It's, um, it's very pure. Oh, I, and I also like how far removed it is. It almost feels like a cartoon. And, and that's just me, you know? So, I mean, it I'm excited. It's real funny enough. I think it started with 12 colors and then I needed a little <laughs> lighter version of a yellow and I needed a lighter version of a cream and it just grew from there. And, you know, but, I just looked at all the stuff. But never, but never argue with the artist. I mean, you probably know better than I do. It's worth, it's definitely worth a, a test. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yes, where see. can people find you at this point? Where can people find your work? I did mention the Instagram. I did mention that you said there's a new website coming out um, to get in touch with you. Your handle on Instagram is I put you on the spot. 
Uh, that's my handle on Instagram is 100 days of Moby Joe. Okay. And we'll put a link on the show notes. Everybody that spells Moby Joe, which is tricky. We'll have it in the notes. Um, Michelle's work, 100-day project, still going strong, keeping busy in this lockdown, which I think everybody, if you work digitally, this is a great example of someone who's still continuing to do what they can online, making a great impression. Um, Michelle, love your work. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, Definitely be in touch, and I can't wait to see what happens next. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, and hello to everyone up there. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening.